there anything you don't want to talk about? Do you want to talk about moving to England? You don't care? I'm an open book, Isaac. I'll talk about Amazing. anything. Amazing. I'll talk about anything. Amazing. Benji, is there anything you don't want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we're keeping this in though. So, you know, do you have anything to say to the, to the fans of producer Benji? I get sent like rule 44 <laughs> images of Benji the producer. Send, send your memes. Join the Discord. Send your Benji producer memes to the Discord. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who has joined the Patreon. For It's been great. It's hanging out. And we need, a, we need an intro. Um, Jacob, do you have an intro for us? Um, yes. Go this, ahead, roll um, it. This is the podcast. <laughs> it's it's us again. We're back. We are back. We're back, and we're you. You got us for the next hour. We're here with Jacob Leaping Tiger. <laughs> That's the full new artist name, Jacob Leaping Tiger. Jacob Leaping Tiger. You got to see the whole thing. The whole thing. It's like a double-barreled last name, Leaping Tiger. <laughs> oh, Mister Leaping Tiger. <laughs> yeah, Leaping's my dad. <laughs> Tiger's my mom. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> um, back, back. On the podcast. We're back. We are back. One of the only two-time, you know, you made it through the great filter. I did. I did. Wow. <laughs> How does it feel? It feels great. It feels great. Yeah. I, I like being part of this club. Um, we've got, I do want to say to everyone, um, we've got a night, a night with gigs tickets as time of recording at Whammy Bar for the next three Thursdays. They're all still for sale. So if you want to come to those. It's gonna be a good time. Yes, that cane strang one's gonna sell out. So is like already almost sold out. I bet. I bet. Those are all really, really great. I couldn't believe he said yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited. Like being is gonna be amazing. Um, because have you seen being play before? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. The yeah. spoken. I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the guests choose the songs, but I'm hope, hoping Jasmine's like, I want it, would like to do a spoken word piece. I'm like, fuck yes, please. Yeah, hell yeah. And then obviously Levine is like my favourite pop star in the yes, world. Yes, we'll mine too. Her. Embarrassingly for her, we love her a lot. <laughs> but um, I've been a huge Kane Strang fan for so long. Yeah. And when he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to get to sit next to Kane Strang while he plays all the songs I fucking love. That is so tight. So good. That's the only reason I do things is just to like get good seats. Yep. Yep. And the work part is like, well, I'll fucking, yeah, I guess I'll talk for a bit. Like, <laughs> relatable. Doing this podcast is like, I can excuse to hang out with cool people like yourself. Oosh. You know? Oosh. Yeah. Get that, you know, you've upgraded from the Dennis Rodman t shirt last time to what are we wearing today? Uh, this is um, a nice a nice little brand called Extra Vitamins. A um, couple guys that just screen print these shirts in New York. Have you always cared about fashion? Because you've always looked good. Thank you. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Like I've, you've been an aesthetic guy. I think yeah. Like I've I've always cared about like what clothes I wear since I was like fourteen. Yeah. How does that start? Did you like? Is it like? Was there seeing shit on Tumblr? Was it like seeing? Was it an Instagram thing? Like, I what think was there a certain like media thing that you got into and you're like, fuck, all those clothes are real fucking cool. I think it it actually just came from music, like oh. specifically probably from like. Tyler, the creator, like being super heavy into him when I was like 14 and then just like finding my own kind of style and stuff. I was like, oh, these guys all wear like Supreme. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what's Supreme? Why yeah. does it say Supreme on all their clothes? And then I was like, oh, it's a, it's like a skate brand and they make like really hype clothing. And then I got into like hype beast stuff. And then 
that that's kind of like what made me care about clothes, I think. Are you still on the Tyler, the Creator hype train? Yeah, like, I still Since love that him. point till now? Yeah, yeah. He's been like a lifelong kind of thing. Like I'm still with him as hard as I was. Why, why, what's so important about him, do you think? Like for you? For me, he's just like, he just makes sense to me. Like, just like, if we're going to like, you know, bring it to like square one, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, there's not a lot of like black people in New Zealand, right? Mm. So, you know, growing up as like the only African person at my school for like 13 years or whatever, like hearing someone like that, who's kind of straddling that line as well. And like, you know, like I just felt like very, uh, it's very cliche to say, but very represented by him and like that whole crew and like, yeah. And just being like a weird person as well. Like mm. that, like I just totally just like rock with everything he does. Yeah, yeah, cool. Just like, he just makes sense to me. Do you think he's at, do you think he's like at the high, at, at a peak right now still? Do you think he's like, he seems like he's maintaining like such a high quality zone yeah. across everything, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I think he's in his like, um, I like to classify artists in like different eras Sick. of like, um, I like to use like David Bowie as the template. Mm. Like when people get to their, their let's dance era right. where it's like the height of their popularity. Like they will be like, like this is the the point in time when like the most people on the planet will know who Tyler is without even hearing his music. Right. And I think that's where he's in right now. You think now. he's now? He's in the, the, let's, the let's dance phase right now. So what happens after the let's dance phase usually? The like, the kind of surface level, like I've only heard like the top 10 hits, people will fall off and then they'll kind of, move on to the next thing. But then like the the majority of the fan base will stay, but then he'll become more of like a legacy artist and like, you know, make a few albums and like top random, random like festival lineups and stuff like that. Like do like the Glastonbury kind of thing. And like, yeah. Do you I think, think he's, he's got going. many like, cause he's made quite a few left turns musically. Mm. Do you think he's got more of those in him or do you think it's starting to, centralize into a sound i reckon he's got he's got heaps in him mm. he seems just like a very like he's just got so many ideas and stuff that i think he's probably just she can just keep going forever yeah like, right yeah yeah especially with the, and like the whole fashion thing going as well yeah yeah exactly he's such a good speaker too yes he is like he's like like i just watched that converse I did. I watched that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really, really good. And he's just such a good, like, he's such a good guest. He's such a good, like, idea communicator. You know? Yeah. It's yep. so. It's it's we've it's quite lucky to have. I always think about how like, culture doesn't really. You're not guaranteed to have people like that, all the time in the culture. You can go through like wastelands. Yep. Where there isn't a figure like that or figures like that. And totally. I'm very grateful that he is around with his kind of like multifaceted but very like honest and vulnerable and also yeah not he's not a he's not aggressive really he's very i i quite like how he is very um this is my opinion and i'm really like strong behind it what i think is good and bad yeah. but also i have no there's there's really like a great communication of no judgment no like yeah, yeah. you should keep doing what you want to do and all that stuff yeah, he seems he's like this is just me which is such a a really um, you know, speaking from experience, quite a, like a fine line to, yeah. to sit between, like making people feel comfortable while also having like strong sensibilities. For sure, for sure. 
So fucking crazy. Is he? Are there any other like? I do. Do you like Earl Sweatshirt as well? Like, uh, love Earl. So, is, would yeah. Tyler be like your the your one you identified with the most out of the Odd Future kind of crew? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Tyler and Earl, probably the most out of all of them. I love them all though. But yeah. Right. Yeah, but like Ty, like uh, Earl is like sort of just like the different side of the coin. Like I think he's just as much of a genius, but just in like another another sense, you know. Yeah, totally. But yeah, you throw your beer just Ooh. just for later. Oh, you, there we go. Yeah, nice. So like, because I think last time we talked about Flume. Yes, Flume's and Flume's back. Mm. Are, are you still like? Do you think? Do you think you'll just be a lifer with people like Flume and 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 Tyler the Creative? They're like one hundred, so intrinsic. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like just a part of my DNA at this point. Like, yeah, that's like ride or die shit forever. What have been some new? So, like, we should say you put out your album. Yes, yes. And people loved it. Yes, and if you haven't heard it, it, what the fuck are you doing? You <laughs> stream it. Pause this. Go stream it. Come back. <laughs> On all streaming services now. Oh yeah, but go on Apple unless you, you know. Oh you're yeah, but only listen to it on Apple Music. Yeah, but you know. Or off Bandcamp. If you're a bit of a corporate stooge, you can go to Spotify. Don't mm. worry about it. You can. It's can. fine. Don't worry about it. It's there. <laughs> it's totally there. <laughs> how do you uh, How do you feel now? Like after a bit of like time away from it. Obviously, it's been a bit of a weird shit because you would have probably toured it a lot more. You probably would have done a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But like, just as a piece of work and having people like listening to it, how do you feel now? I feel pretty all good mm. with it. It wasn't ideal putting it out at a time like that. And like, I mean, I didn't even get to tour it at all. Yeah. Like <laughs> every show that I tried to do either got canceled or postponed. So that was like pretty weird. That wasn't usual. And then I don't know, like, I guess the whole thing was weird because it was like, even seeing what people think about it, it wasn't like in real life because like we were in lockdown and stuff. So you were, so it was like just internet yeah. uh, like reactions. It was just letters on a screen and I was just like, whoa, cool. And then like, I was just like, put my phone down and then it's just gone. It's, it's gone, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like how, how long do you think you worked on the album? Like from the point at which it was like, oh, so I'm, I'm definitely working on a project to it like coming out, do you think? Probably like, I'm going to say like a year, a year and a couple months, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's usually pretty much like just straight up, like once I finish one project, like I don't even realize it, but I've already started working on the next one, like just from songs that I'm making around that time. Like, oh shit, this is the start of like the next thing. And yeah, so I think like that, yeah, a year and a couple months. Like when you, because you, what was the first... Because you put out singles relatively often, yep. right? And then some of them, or all of them, end, ended up on the album? Um, not not all of them? All of them that led up, that, that were before this album, were all from the album. Yeah. So you had them, you are like, this is going to be on the album, as opposed to like, I'm going to put this out, and then like, oh, this works within the album, and I'm going to put it in it later. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I'd made the album, and then I was wow. like, these are the three songs from the album that I'm going to put out before, so then people get an idea, and then put out the whole thing. And you've been making music for quite a while, so maybe this isn't the case for you, but like, are you still in the zone where the gap between like making it and putting it out you're like 
skills or habits or um, taste in terms of like production or writing or whatever have moved on enough that you're like, fuck, I'm, I want to do the next thing. Or are you like, cause, cause I mean, your productions are great. So I assume that like you are getting to some kind of like consistent level of where you're happy to be at. So is that, is that still the case for you where you sit on something and you, you've, you have moved on from it by the time it comes out or are you like still pretty in the zone when the album came out? Um, uh, yeah, I think I was pretty over it. Like, I yeah. think I, I usually like I move kind of fast, just with like ideas and stuff, and even yeah, just like technical ability. Like, when I put Soul Sleep out, I was like, yeah, this is I'm I'm on to the next thing now for mm. sure. But yeah, but it wasn't like that like crazy long. Like it wasn't like unbearably like oh I don't even like resonate with this anymore. Like yeah, no, it was still like it was still cool to put it out and see what people thought about it. But yeah, I'm. I'm on to the next thing. I've been on the next thing. Right. Yeah. Is any what do you have like a is it like a um aesthetic change do you think is it like a gear like process change like what's been the driver for where you're going now? I think it's um it's I think it's always like an aesthetic aesthetic and conceptual change every time. So like and sonic sonic change as well. Like I want to change like the sonic palette of every album to be different from the last and like have its own specific sound. Mm. And so for like in Pulse and Orca Wales, it was like a lot more, I don't know, just like metallic and kind of like swelling is a weird word that I would use to describe it. I think that's the perfect word to use. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Soul Sleep was more just like, just straight up like dream pop, like a lot of vocal samples and stuff like that. And yeah, it's kind of like I just, whatever I'm into at the time, kind of whatever I'm listening to the most of the time will sort of take over the vibe of where I'm going next yeah, and how I'm feeling. Because you're pretty set. Last time I talked, you were pretty settled in your like setup. Yeah. Is that still the case? Like you're kind of, you're just, you haven't really, like it's not the process necessarily that's going to change right now because you've you've got all the same gear. You've got, got, you know how to use it. Like that's a cool space to be in. Like I think it lets you kind of be super intentional. Mm. Totally. Yeah, like that's, I think that's like the thing of like doing like a gear switch up and stuff is cool, but I think having just the same things and like not too many things, like the whole limitations breed creativity kind of like mm. point of view, like I, I like that a lot. And we were talking about before the podcast, your big move to, yes. to the UK. The UK, <laughs> London town. Great. <laughs> Sound like Alex. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even from fucking he'd London. Like he'd hate that. <laughs> yeah, he would Shout not out like Alex. that at all. Fuck you, Alex, bro. Uh, uh, do you, you're going to, because of you, your setup isn't super, it's not like you've fucking got a huge ass studio because that's not yeah. really how people operate anymore. So yeah. I assume you'll be taking all that stuff over with you. 100%. And like, it's, is the album still in create, uh, like not the album, but like the, whatever you're making at the moment, is it is there going to be more creation happening for the next phase of Leaping Tiger in London, or are you going to be finishing things over there? Do you think? I think um, I don't know. Actually, I got like a like a plan in my head. Cool. But I don't know if I want to spill the yeah, beans. yeah, of course, spill the beans just yet. But um, yeah, like I'll be both creating here and over there. Yes, yeah, like that's that is. Or the info that I will divulge at this point in time. Pre-move. We've got you pre-move. It would be great to get on the record. What it, it 
when you think about your move, you think about going overseas yep. and, and what you want to accomplish. What are the things that come to mind? What are the things that you really want to get out of this move? I think what I want to accomplish is just like, just progression. Mm. Like that is all, like that's like my reason for going is just to progress. Like I think um, pretty easy, it's pretty easy to hit a ceiling here. And I think I've hit that ceiling. Like for me, for the kind of artist that I am, I think like I've done my best here and it's time to kind of just like, get some progress happening like to like take it to just the next level like I want to be able to do more create more I want to be able to just do music like 24 7 mm. like make that the only thing that I have to think about and worry about and can like live off that and yeah that's kind of what I'm hoping for oh my god that's <laughs> the first time that's ever happened um, who is it who is it I don't know it's a random fucking number dude <laughs> random number um yeah cool well, that, I mean, you know, you're a very mature young man, so that's you're you're in control of all those things. That's a really good thing yeah, to I have guess. there. Yeah, you you want to have some fun as well. Yeah, heaps of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Like, just you know, like I'm sure everyone, like everyone knows, like you know, you go like to Europe and stuff, like just culture and whatnot over there is just crazy. Like, just <laughs> gigs alone, like yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Are there any like artists or scenes in the UK or in London, if if that's right, that you're like you already know about that you want to try and that you like? Oh, it'd be really great to kind of get in with these kinds of people or anything like that. Or are you just really super fresh going into it? Um, now nah, there's heaps of people. There's yeah, like, like there's, what? Well, just like all my like favorite artists that are from there. They're like, all there. The kind of like the um, like the Please Make It Ruins scene, which is like vegans label oh, love it. and like yeah he's so great and like um the whole kind of crew of producers and like yeah producers that kind of hang out with like pink panthers and stuff like that like muramasa sam oh. galatry like sort of that that soundcloud era like 2014 soundcloud era that like these are like producers that i still listen to they're all still over there and like i'd really like to get in with them I yeah cool so cool and like Obviously, the big ones, like people like Skepta or something would be nuts and just a whole bunch. I got a whole bunch of people that I'd love to just even just talk to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or just see. Just just see in real life. Bro, this Skepta. Right yeah, there. like you could just look over to the left in the club and just be like, oh my God. <laughs> that Skepta. I remember there was, there was like a couple, like when I was over there for a couple of years, there was a couple of those. One was with... um. There's this people who are like I'm 30, so people who are around my age probably remember a band called Claxons back in the day who were like enemy favorites of like 2010. <laughs> That's a wild neck. They Klaxons. were fucking Claxons. They created their own genre called New Rave. Okay. New Rave. Yeah. It's very poppy, very synthy. It was pretty mm. cool. And I just was like at a studio and kind of went out um, for a cigarette at the time. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and um, and the guy from Claxons was like, it was such a deep cut for myself. I was just like, oh my God, that's Jamie from the Claxons. <laughs> and then it was super weird. Another one was I walked out of a cafe in uh, London Fields and um, the whole street had been like cordoned off. And um, I was like, what the fuck? And someone this is dark but someone had had like a, a heart attack on Ooh. the sidewalk <laughs> but it was quite a large gentleman 
Right. And they had to find special equipment to, to try and help move the, the body off the street. Far out. Which was in, pretty crazy. And so everyone's like, you stand outside, you kind of go, oh, what's going on? And then I kind of looked to my right and it was just Russell Brand <laughs> standing right next to me. Who just walked out of the book, the bookshop next door <laughs> with his hands behind his back and just kind of like head down like he was praying. I was just like, oh, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. Wow. London. There you go. Hey, mate. There you go, London. There you go. Far out. Yeah. Stay off the hey, here's a, here's a bit of advice. <laughs> me and Brad got there. I think it was a I think it was two weeks into it at five thirty at night in the pitch black. Because it gets the sun goes down at four o'clock in the winter. Right, yeah. We got mugged at knife point on the canal. Oh. Probably won't happen to you. Just just be a bit sketchy about canals when the sun goes down. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It didn't like, happen again. Mm. And I never saw anything again. And everyone was like, Yeah, you were a bit dumb for going on the canals. And mm. we're like, Well, thanks. We could have <laughs> we could have used that advice before. They're like, Yeah, that's the only place where anything bad could happen to you. Yeah. So yeah, hey, so just be careful of canals at nighttime. Okay, that's a good heads up. There you go. And that seems fine. like a very like just like, oh, you know, I'm just a New Zealander out in London. Nothing will happen to me kind of move. Like, they were like, oh, we were just walking over. <laughs> it was like, oh, do you guys have spare cigarettes? And we are just like, oh, I was like, oh, nah. And Brad was like, oh, I might do. And he got close to the guy. The guy just like grabbed him. Like, oh, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I always remember it not being that bad, but I was the one like didn't have a knife. Like to you? To you. Yeah. Whereas Brad was like, that was the scariest thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Now it's real city, real city with real dangers. So yeah, I'm not really. Only cool. a little bit. But like, you know. The pros are so outweigh the cons. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for you, dude. Yeah. It was such like a formative time in my life. Because how old are you? 23. Yeah, so I, was, I think I was 22 when I arrived there. It was such a great, yeah. it's such a great time of your life to kind of be amongst so many different kinds of people as well. Like yeah. Italians and French people. It's yes. so no, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm real keen for that aspect as well because of like, I've got like a lot of family over there as well, like Sick. in France and Italy and Norway and stuff. So be cool to see them and kind of get immersed in, in all of that. Nice. And are you trying to like, is there anything you want to do in New Zealand before you leave? Um, I guess it's all like fucking red alert. So there's. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I mean, dude, I got, I do have some plans though. I've got like some things that I'm, I'm pretty keen to like get done before I go. So what, I, this is an end of an era for you. Yes. Right at the start of yeah. a new one. So what? What? What was this? Was this the? Is this the end of the first era of Leaping Tiger? I guess so. Yeah. What would be like the things that stand out? And and if this is like if we're bookending from the start of Leaping Tiger to now, like what what for you personally kind of stands out from that time period? I think um, just the great great community. <laughs> this the great musical community. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the indie music community in Auckland. I uh, I, I laugh not because I I, I do, it is real, but yeah. like uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. also yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just met some really cool artists and stuff along the way, and some good friends, and yeah, that that part's been cool. Um, that's probably the best part. Yeah, just like the the other artists that are here, like getting to meet them and like to work with them and be around them, like, that's been cool. So there hasn't been any, like, personal standout stuff for yourself, like, personal experiences? 
as Leaping Tiger that you've been like, it's just been like a nice kind of ride? It's, it's been like a nice kind of ride. Like there's been like a couple moments where I've been like, oh, this is all like, this is like kind of like some bucket listy kind of stuff. But it's like the, like the very first things, like, like the, the first tier kind of thing. What was on, what was that like early bucket list for you? Um, there's heaps of stuff. There was like heaps of little things like, like, oh, I want to do a set on Georgie Femme or like, right. I want to play R&V or, you know, or just get booked for a festival period. Like, yeah. yeah, just stuff like that. And like, have you ticked all those off? Are they all done? I think so. I think, oh, no, nah, Laneway. That's the only one. That's the only that one. That is the only Did you one. not play a after party for Laneway? I did do the after party and I was thinking like, oh, does, does that, that count? count? But no, but no, I guess it's not really. It doesn't. I need to be on like the actual lineup. So. That's the only one, only one I couldn't check off. But yeah, I don't know if you can say, but were you booked to do the one that didn't happen? Mm, no, okay. I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't. all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been real gutty. Like, oh, it's the last one. I wanted yeah, to do. I was fucking gonna play that. If I was like nearly there, that would have been pretty gutting. But yeah, but who knows? They're they're gonna be back. So, and and you'll be There's still a child. And. And, and and you'll be a UK based artist leaving yeah, Tiger. Yeah, that's which that's sounds <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> sounds way better. It sounds way better than Auckland based. Right. So if those were like if all that shit was the first ones, what's the what's the bucket list for this next thing that seem seem like the next things that you want to do? Um, I definitely just want to tour internationally. Right. Like that would be cool to like tour in different countries and just kinda like I think yeah, a lot of my goals are like kind of show shows based. Right. Right now. That makes like, sense after not fucking playing any shows <laughs> for so long. Yeah. Yeah, like. yeah, for like almost a year. Um but yeah, just like going on tour, I think that'll be really cool. I think things like yeah, things like getting played on like a big radio station. Like NTS like, or Yeah, like NTS would be crazy or like like BBC, like stuff mm. like that. The those are sort of my goals now and like play like a UK festival and yeah, just stuff like that. Are you, I, I know you're not, you're leaving Tiger, but like, are you a band or are you like an electronic artist? <laughs> like we, when you say touring, I've always wondered this cause you, you straddle the line so much, but you, you must have like a kind of a different perspective seeing as you're the person. Yeah. Um, like, do you feel more comfortable? Would you, what would be more fun for you? Like being, I'm um, playing a gig with three other acts and they're all bands and, and they might have like Alex, but they're like essentially live things yeah. or like I'm doing a thing with like maybe some live electronic things or some, like, but it's very electronic. What do you, right now, what kind of world do, like pulls you a little bit more? I'm pretty like, I'd be pretty happy with either or to mm. be honest, but I think probably more like a fully electronic thing. Like, if I could do like a thing where it's like, if it's three other artists, then maybe like a, a James Blake type situation where mm. it's like, it's sort of like a band, but like very electronic based. And then like maybe even just a straight up DJ. And then I don't know, something like something that like Flume does, like the sort of the straddling the line between the DJ set and the live set, like that sort of vein would be like, I'd like to be sandwiched with those kind of people. Putting on a show. Yeah. Yeah, putting on a show. Like, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Do you think if you were getting into that, because putting on a show is like audio and visual. Yeah. 
And obviously you're quite a visual guy. Yes. So do you imagine yourself being the like creator and the producer of the audio audio and the visual side as well? Maybe not the producer because I'm not too like, that's not like my, like I know someone or like a lot of people could just do like a way better job. Like create like, a direction then. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I think I would be behind everything visually. Like there would be like my ideas and concepts, but like, I don't think I could be the person actually doing them like to an extent. Like so far, everything that I do visually is all me, but mm. it's, it's like within my like skill set. And then I would love to be able to work with someone with like a much wider skill set or their skill set is just solely visual based and then have them kind of bring those ideas to life in, in a way that I couldn't. I think that's going to be a great consequence of moving to yeah. a city like London where just like there's so many different disciplines of artists. For sure. Hanging around. For sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm real excited to like, like, yeah, like not even just musicians, just people that I admire from like fashion world and like art world and stuff like that. Like I, I'm just really keen to like just see their stuff in the flesh. Like that would be so cool. I feel so excited for you. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like <laughs> I'm just so gassed. Yeah. I do wish I do wish there was one more Leaping Tiger show before you left. Yeah. You know, that 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 is a but like I get it. I did uh, the tuning fork one. Mm. That was that wasn't the last one you played, was it? Um No. Um oh well I did like I recently just did like a, a couple uh, of weeks ago, the rain and park thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but that was like at the peak of everyone catching, you know, Omicron. So like no one came, but that was kind of good though. Like there were like a few people there and then that's recorded. It's filmed well. though, right? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that will come out at some point and then, yeah. So that's like the last thing that I did. But before then I, I don't even remember. The yeah. Last Cause that, that tuning fork show was definitely the last time I saw you. Yeah. And that popped off. Yeah. That was huge. I remember you playing, I think you played the Foley remix. Oh, uh, yeah. And people just went so fucking hard for it. Yeah, that's a good one. I, li I like that. It's a good live. It's yeah, a good live. It's, yeah, it's got yeah. that shit. And you were like, uh, you were like really putting, it was a, so I've seen you quite a few times, but for me, it was like a great little culmination of you were just, you had that, you just had the confidence to put on the show, mm. which was nice because I know how hard it is to kind of, get the gear and this and the, the music part all actually happening to a point where you can relax enough yes. to actually put on a show. Yeah, totally. But I don't think people understand that kind of aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just, just cause you can like play the music. It doesn't mean that, yeah, that you're going to be able to even think about like even just talking to the audience. Like it's, it's like, it takes some time. I think there's yeah. a reason that like some of the greatest front men, and front people in history just have to worry about They're singing or be front people. Yeah, like, yeah, that's their thing. There's a reason for that because it's so fucking stressful. Yeah. Even just playing a guitar. Yeah. You know, and like, let alone having like, okay, I've got like multiple different computers who can kind of talk to each other in this one language, but then they have all this other shit going on. Yeah. And if one part of it doesn't work, then we're in real then trouble, everybody. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's custard. <laughs> yeah. 
Nah, I've had my fair share of fair share of custard, so I think like. Do you feel like you're in a? How's your like? Because I know everyone's like, oh, you know, Mac DeMarco gets a lot of praise for being able to like change a string real quick. Yeah, but you know what needs more praise is electronic <laughs> setup artists who can fucking fix their setup quickly and get yeah, back onto the thing. That's true. Because that's way more intense than fixing a fucking string. You have to figure out which part is fucking up. Exactly. Yeah, and like. Like, is it this part? Is it that part? And then, like, what do I need to do to make that part work again? And then, like, uh, will it come in, like, in time with the song? And it's like, oh, stressful. But it's worth it, though. It is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. I think it is, like, it's, uh, I really gained, obviously, like, being in bands and then, like, ending the bands and trying to do, a dabbling in a little bit of, like, just with the Digitac doing some live shit. Yeah. Even just that alone, I was like, Oh man, there's so much more. It, it was I gained so much understanding and respect for like some of the bands and electronic like bass bands that I've loved over the years and just how they actually make all that shit work. Like yeah. it's such a such a tightrope of but it fucking it is better live. Yeah. Like there's something there's something to just being able to deliver this there is an advantage to having that breadth of stuff you can get from an electronic thing over just like Bands are just so disadvantaged, you know. You just hear symbols. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if disadvantage is the right word, but like, well, it's like, yeah. it's like a different thing. But like, yeah. you can, you, you know, you can, you can walk into a room, and if an electronic artist has got their shit down, they know exactly you, how it's going to sound out the front. Yeah, true. And true. if you're a band, you know, if you're a good band, but you might not necessarily, you might be relying on the sound guy for the night. You might be relying on yeah, some stuff. Then, yeah. like there's not exactly the same guarantee. You've got a lower cost going into it and less stress, but you also don't necessarily have the guarantee of like a great show coming out of it. Mm. It's such a tight, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing that I don't think is talked about enough. Like yeah. how all the, the different ways you can put on a show and what might be better or worse for, for different artists. True. Maybe yeah. just kind of like, Oh yeah, you just play shows and you just kind of do it how you do it. And, no one really thinks about it heaps. Yeah. Which is a real shame. That is actually very, very true. Like, I know that would have been super helpful for me when first, like, trying to do shows. Like, if there was any sort of explanation, like, on even just how it works, like, mm. like people expect you to know just because, like, they do it all the time. Like, going up to, like, your first, like, your first show and then, like, someone's like, cool, so, like, sound check is at four. Um, and then uh, <laughs> doors are at eight. And it's like, what sound check? Yeah, like, yeah. Like someone like, there are a lot of people that wouldn't know for like no. their first show. No. Like someone who's straight up never played a show before. Like, you know, how do you find that out? Yeah, that's why it was so, uh, I think it was so much better when there was such a high functioning all ages scene. Mm. Yeah. Where, because it's like, yeah, at some point you do have to go through that, but wouldn't it be great if you had to go, th you did that at the Grey, you know, the Greyland Library. Yeah. As opposed like to like, 14. as opposed to whammy when you're 21. Totally. You know, and Mark's having to like talk you through like <laughs> your own setup. Yeah. Shout out Mark. Shout out Mark. One of the greats. One of the greats. He's one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's, it is symptomatic of a industry where that kind of information for one reason or another, it's hard to share with one another. And I think oftentimes it happens in shared spaces that musicians inhabit. Yeah. And I think just naturally New Zealand, because we're so small, we just don't have that many 
shared spaces where that kind of knowledge can be transferred up and down very easily. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is tough. There's no, it's, it's hard to kind of find a way around that kind of thing. And um, But it's it's something that like the, a lot of the reason why doing this and why um, New Zealand On Air, I think, have like little short video segments they've been doing where they oh, talk to yeah, like a publisher yeah. or they talk to a manager and stuff like that. Yeah, those are pretty good. I mean, yeah. in a small country, we, you kind of just need shit like that. Mm. Like, or you need like to fund a venue in each city that has like a massive green room. And yeah. if you're a musician, you get to hang out there and there's gigs, you know, but that's a whole nother mm. like setup thing. Totally. It's just, yeah. Cause there's so much shit like the live setup thing, like, how to how to even like communicate with a sound engineer is yeah. such a different thing. For sure. I remember doing fucking smoke free rock quest and finding out that like <laughs> people at Mains don't like music. Yeah. Not all people at Mains, but like just I just had this assumption that everyone in any sphere of music was like me, a fucking obsessed music psycho. Yeah. And it's just not like Radio is not filled with people who are obsessed about music. No, that is true. You know, and like sound engineers and live engineers and, and even like recording engineers, and it, sometimes they're just like, they're actually just more into the gear or just fell into it or yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just our dumbass assumptions <laughs> of being like, oh, this person knows exactly what I want to communicate. They're on the same level as me. Yeah. It takes, and, and, and when you're in a country where you play, like how many gigs, in your busiest year, how many gigs do you think you played? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to say like on average like two a month. Yeah. So, so like just around two, 20, two some do it 20 and 30. 12, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not, and that, and you're probably one of the people who like plays a relatively consistent amount compared to other people. People might only be getting like five chances to practice being at a show, dealing with a sound engineer. Yeah. Doing all that stuff a year. You know what I mean? That is also true. Which is crazy. Yeah. So tough. I don't know why people don't play shows more. Like, I don't get I that. I never got it. Either. Like, the whole just like... You've actually, you've saturated the Auckland market, so you should only be playing <laughs> one Auckland show um, in summer and maybe one in winter. Like, like what the fuck is that? Like, that is so dumb. Like, I've, I've legit never understood, like, when artists are just like, oh, I'm playing too much, and they only do, like, three shows a year. It's like, What? Here's my thought on it, because I agree. I think it's dumb. Mm. And I think most people know that they should be playing, they want to play more shows, and that it's actually a good idea to play more shows. But yeah. I have a sense that it comes down to musicians not making enough music. Right. So what happens is their sets are actually the same because they're not writing enough mm. to actually introduce strong enough new songs into the set. Because New Zealand acts tend to only put stuff out once every three years, say. Right. You know? We're quite, there's quite a, a slow and steady accumulation of writing in, in New Zealand music culture. It's just my sense of it. Mm. And so that that idea of like don't play too much, I think comes down to the fact that like I shouldn't play another show because I'm just going to play, you know, people don't want to hear the same seven songs again. Yeah. Because a band might go two years playing the same set, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I understand. That, and, that, that makes sense. But, like, the answer to that isn't not playing shows. The answer to that is, okay, well, write more and play more shows. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the answer to that. 
Yeah. You know, true. keep it fresh. Like, I, I think every time I saw you, you had, like, new stuff. I mean, I wasn't going to every gig, but it was like, yeah. you know, oh, I'm playing my Foley remix now, and I'm, I'm doing, you know, it's not all just like I'm waiting for this project, doing the project. Yeah, true, you true. Know? And, and when I was really gu- guilty of it when I was in bands. I hardly... I hardly wrote anything. We wrote maybe like two or three songs a year mm. free writing. And if we had something we had to finish, it's like, okay, now we've written five songs. Yep. You know? And we would play the same fucking set for two years and yeah. be like, why isn't this, why isn't this work? Why are we not taking off? These yeah. six songs we've had over the last five years are great. No, that makes sense. It makes it's, sense. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, it is hard as well for, like, bands. I don't really know, like, the whole, how writing song, songs in, like, bands works. The same way as writing songs, how you do it. I don't, but, like, I don't need to, like, bounce anything off of anyone. I, I can just, like, yeah. I, and, like, I can just make all my stuff in bed at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, it's super comfy, like. Totally. But you just, like, the same way I'm sure you're, like, you get a loop. And you're like, oh, that loop's kind of dope. Or like, there's something, there's a seed in something. And then you're like, oh, maybe it can go here. Yeah. Maybe, oh, I, well, that's a synth, so I definitely need some, I'll put a kick on that. Mm. That's, it's the same thing with guitars. You're just like, oh, that's, that's quite a nice chord there. That's, yeah. a, that's a good little riff. Then you start humming something, it expands out. The recording aspect of it is a bit lame. It's way lamer in bands. Mm. I've much, now that I'm, Doing like the the tracking and stuff and like all that. Yeah, now yeah. that I'm where I am and it's like I can I'm I, it's it's all blended together. Like mm. the writing is the production is the mixing. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. such a nice uh, way to work. Yeah. It is hard being in a band because like I'm sure it's the same with you now in in this electronic kind of more setup. I don't have to hear the song so many times. Oh yeah. But when you when you are in the band, you just there's no way you can escape it because you hear it that many times when you're writing it. Mm. And then you have to hear it that many times when you're rehearsing and tracking yeah, it. True. Then you actually have to hear it again when you're mixing it and doing that stuff. Whereas like you and I get to like fucking do it all at once. Yeah, it just all happens. Well, it's and then, yeah. Sometimes I forget about it and then I listen to it again. I'm like, Oof. Do you do you have a separate mixing session for your stuff? Like, will you? Obviously, you're doing, you're making production and mixing decisions while you're while you're creating. Mm-hmm. But say for the album, yep. Did you kind of f- get together the songs and then do another mix? Like, just I'm just gonna be mixing. You did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I do that, but it just stays in like the same project file. Mm. But um, yeah, I'll do like an initial mix as I go thing, and then. Cause I like I mix and master everything myself, so like to make everything consistent, I'll just do it all at once. Once I know that like everything is ready and like good to go, and then I'll just go through everything individually, mix it, master it, listen to it as a whole, and then see like what is if anything's sounding out of place. Like if it is, then go in and fix that and make it more in line with the rest of the album. And yeah, that's sort of my process. How how do you know when a mix is done? Like, what are the things for you that you're like, okay, this is cool? Is it like, do, are you looking at, are you like technical about it? Are you looking at like lofts and shit? No. Yes. Yeah, so no, no. Are no. you, so you're like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's a balance thing. It's a feeling thing. It's Yeah, it's just done when it's done. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like when you listen to it and you're like, this sounds good. Mm. It's done. So then what is, we're having a great discussion on the Mount Noise Discord about like mastering mm. 
me and Silas were talking about it as well. Yeah. And, you know, because mastering came about because, I mean, I do that thing where I sound confident. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. But like <laughs> at least one part of mastering was the fact that like vinyl grooves had a certain like depth they could get to. And if your sound wave was, uh, you know, had higher frequency than, than that, it would jump out. So the person had to master it for vinyl, yeah. get it down to a place that it wouldn't ever do that. Mm. Like, and that's what mastering was. Right. Um, and, it's an interesting thing of like, what does that what does that mean in twenty twenty two? Yeah, we now like the the deliver the places we deliver music have completely changed, mm. but this idea of mastering is still this kind of like weird amorphous thing. Yeah. Where where do you sit and like what is mastering for you when you do it for yourself? What is like what is it? Mastering for me is just make it loud enough. And then make it consistent with everything else that you're putting the thing out with. If it's a single, make it loud enough. Make it sound good. If like if someone is like if that's just gonna come on like Spotify Shuffle, and it's sounding like it's sounding like it it, it works, then mm. it works. But like if it comes on Spotify Shuffle and it's just like quiet as hell and like no one can hear it and like those drums aren't hitting like you thought that they were, then like you haven't mastered it right. Yeah, right. That's what mastering is. It's like when that just randomly comes on and then you hear it and you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. And that's like a comparison thing to the others. Like you're essentially comparing your master to other songs that people will be hearing on that. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like for all the, like all of my masters, I just like, I'll just use a reference for like a song that I was inspired by or something like that. And I'll just be like, does it work if I just played this right after it? So your mastering is like, I guess you're trying to get the loudness mm -hmm. with the least amount of sonic change. Is that kind of the game plan? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And like just some like subtle EQ over like the whole thing. But like that is, loudness is pretty much just like all mastering is to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And consistency. If you're putting out an album, every track works after the next. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Do you think people still listen to albums? Afraid not. <laughs> I don't but, think so. <laughs> no, but do you? But you obviously listen to albums. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah. we're you know musicians are nerds. Yeah. So we're like, well, we listen to albums. So do you think you would ever? Do you think you would just be like because you listen to albums, you you'll continue to package music in that way? Like, do you think? Do you ever think about ch challenging that idea of what like music packaging and music pro projects are, or you're just you're you're a fan of this and you want to do this regardless of kind of. Um, what the, cons the doing bunny ears the consumers yeah. want you know what I mean fuck I hate that language yeah. <laughs> it's such dehumanising crap it is it is yeah like so do you, uh, you think you'll always want to do albums you're one of those people I just think in albums yeah. like when I'm albums voice <laughs> cracking um, yeah like I just think in albums mm. and I just like how that works like having like a a conceptual kind of thing that like just ties this whole thing together or even, or even not just the way that like an album plays. Like it's, it's been around for so long that it just works for me. So like, I really like that, but I have no issues and like, I'm sure I probably will at some point like challenge that as well. Like I'm all for the next thing. Like, yeah, I don't want to ever get stuck in anything that's like, just like, just cause it's like traditional, I should do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think 
I welcome the the change, whatever that will be. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's a really funny one because the like the production class of musicians who make music all love albums. Yep. And the audience, like consumer class, <laughs> don't necessarily connect with them anymore. Yeah. On some level, obviously there's exaggerations in both of those, but, and it's this weird kind of like, who is, is it, it's almost the dichotomy between like, is this a product for those consumers and therefore it should be one way, or is this an artistic expression that is going to be put out like this because the artist wants it consumed like that. It's such an interesting um, meeting point for business and art. Totally. The album. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's kind of on, like, I don't think it's like people's tastes actually changing, like whether they prefer albums or not. Like, I think it's fully on, like. The technology. Like on the tech. Like it's on Spotify and like shit like that. Like even with um, like Adele's album, Taking Off the Shuffle Button. Like they can just choose to do that. And then you have no choice but to listen to that that whole thing front to back. Like, I always tell it's on pe- them. I always say to people like, and then we're getting onto the Apple Music. Mm. So much better than Spotify. Because <laughs> again, like I listen to all, I've got a family account on Spotify and it's helpful if I'm trying to share music with people because so many New Zealanders are on it. But I'll listen to all, everything I'm like keen to listen to and want to like check out and it's usually albums or EPs. It's straight to Apple Music. Yeah, it's so much better for that, and they even like have when you go to their artist profile, they've got like album coming out in March, and it's sitting right there, and you can yes. save it, add it yes. to your library. I love that. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Let's <laughs> just say like, I, I, I engage, engage Apple Rant. Yeah, that's what I was like. Let's go. The radio's so good. The radio's so good. Um, oh yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. The fucking numbers. The mm. numbers on Spotify. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty bad as well. Yeah. That shit does not have to be there. Yeah. Apple Music does not have play counts. No, it doesn't. The play the play counts are f- uh, for that version of the industry that sells its services based on the idea that those play counts matter. Yeah, yeah. And Spotify's investors are made up of those people, and so they're going to keep those numbers there. Yeah. And Apple Music just proves you fucking don't need those fucking numbers. Totally. I mean, I guess, like, from a business standpoint, like, I get it. Like, You're trying to, like, gamify it. Like, like Spotify is, like, that's the only thing that they have is, like, the streaming service. And then with Apple, they can do shit like that because, like, they've got, like, they literally make the phone that everyone is listening to Spotify off. And, like, like they're cool for, for money and shit. So they can just do stuff like that. And then I guess for, like, Spotify, they need to do the bullshit stuff like that in order to keep. No, fuck going. it. They don't. Need, you're trying to make excuses. For, they don't need it. Consumers. I'm not condoning that anyone <laughs> use. Jacob Spotify. is fucking pro Spotify. <laughs> He's pro <laughs> War Machine. No, um, he, uh, I just like the only argument for it could be like this is numbers help give a, an idea of legitimacy mm. for a musician. So when people are on our platform looking for new music they have an idea over what is good or not yeah that is so flawed because it is based on what is good is what is popular that's the fucking 660 thing Mm. and unfortunately what online content has become and i just totally disagree and i think it's gonna change but it's this idea that if it's popular ergo it's good 
Mm. If it has the numbers, even if you don't think it's good, you're wrong because it has numbers, therefore it's good. Yeah. And I just do not agree. I just, there are like so much, there's so much shit that can just get big numbers that is bad. Oh yeah, of course, of course. And but that's like, that's with everything. And that's just like, that's just how everything is. But they like, can still, and they can still be gatekeepers because they own the fucking playlists. Right. So yeah. like, I just don't get why they, I, I it, it must, I just feel like it's their industry people who are like we got to keep the numbers because it helps us carrot and stick people into doing the things we want yeah um i don't think spotify would care either way if they were on there they're just like yeah whatever yeah because they release their fucking (laughs) spotify wrapped every year they have they're like we had fucking 100 million people listening to a download uh, you know yeah yeah i don't have a big thing with spotify but you know i do use it It's, it's discover algorithm is Pretty good. Yeah, it's well, still I, slightly I better than the that, Apple one. Yeah, I mean, Apple, the Apple one is like non-existent. Like, no, like I think that that is like a good thing that they do though. Is they put a lot of people on to a lot of good music, but like it also does feel as well that there's like there's like a weird like agenda with it. Wet leg, well. wet leg. I've been meaning to bring this up. Wet Have you heard leg. of wet leg? I've actually found out about wet leg today. Yeah. That fucking did you listen to the new song Angelica or the old did you hear the old song, the like Chase Lounge song? I don't know. I just saw like a music video. Right, but, okay. Yeah. They I feel like they were like a psyop, a Spotify like psyop, mm. psychology psychological operation. Where they Spotify someone said to Spotify, I bet you can't just take a brand new band that's good and make them known worldwide mm. within a week. And I think, and I feel like Spotify are like, yeah, we can. And they just put them in every Discover Weekly, every, like, slip them in. You know, your release radar always has a couple of bands. You're like, I don't follow this band. Mm. And they're in there. Because it was like, one week, none of us heard a wet leg. Yeah. And they, they're really good. Some of it's not really my kind of thing, but I do really like it. They're, they're above the bar of like, they're not a bad band. They're really, really good. Mm. But it's that um, consciousness, popularity, people talking about in in the culture thing. Yeah. I think Spotify proved they could just insert wet leg into the culture because there was one week there was no way and one week there were people who aren't even fucking like musicians or really into music were like, there's this new great band, Chase Lounge, Wet Leg. Mm. And I'm very happy for them. And I'll, if they came to New Zealand, I'd probably fucking go see them because they're pretty, it's like kraut rock. I'm, I'm into yeah. that shit. But that's, I, I, I have this sense that it's like, that was Spotify flexing its power. Mm. You know, I think Spotify knows and I think it is at the point now where it can and probably things like, even ahead of things like Apple Music um, can actually provably make an artist overnight from nothing if they want to. Yeah. Which, is, like, which is crazy. But if, in your own words, mm. they're really good and you're probably going to go to their show, does that even matter then? Because if they're great and you like them, <laughs> does it really matter it, how, how it got delivered to you? Well, that's the thing. Like, no. Yeah. Of course <laughs> not. But it, it, there is like a deeper principle thing to it, which is like, like you said, we're all... We, it's like the illusion of free choice. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, we can go on Bandcamp daily and go on these Bandcamp things and find things or troll. I mean, blogs have disappeared. Mm. You know, we can go on message boards or 
go deep on Reddit if we want, but you have to admit like most people are not doing that. Yeah. And so it's just the principle thing of like, are we happy letting something like Spotify show how much power over our culture it has? Like we may be happy with it. I might be pretty stoked with a wet leg, mm. but what if, they they start it shows that they have the power to insert whatever they want yeah into the culture and they could be inserting things that just have money behind it or just have a label behind it or have some kind of non-artistic vision behind it i get into the artistic yeah, yeah. culture i get what you mean but like it's literally always been like that though like if you think about it big labels yeah. and stuff like with totally. with radio play Mm. they've always been able to do that they could inject whatever they want because like they have all these connections and stuff and then they make these things yeah. pop off so like i don't think anything's actually changed mm. at all i think spotify is just the natural progression of what like big radio used to be um you know bitcoin solves that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like like you get what i mean like, i know what you mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so i think like you know like at the end of the day, and I also think like with things like that as well, like it's usually the acts because like you can tell, you can tell when it's like an act where it's like, why the fuck are these people famous? Like this doesn't make any sense. I didn't know about them last week, but like, mm -hmm. and like you don't like their music or anything. And it's just like, this doesn't make any sense. A year later. Oh, people get triggered when you bring up industry plants, Jacob. A year later. But that's the thing about the plants. If they're good, then. They stay. Then then they stay. And they're it's good. like, it's all good. Like who gives a fuck how they, how they came up? But then if they suck. Two years later, bye-bye. Like, they're, they're just gone. So, like, I don't think it's that bad of a thing, to be honest. Like, it's it sucks here on the principle, but it's low-key kind of always been like that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm happy with the... I'm happy that more... Uh, anything that breaks... Anything that uh, introduces more music to the common person mm. is better. Mm-hmm. Right, is that like so it does do? It's a, it's it is a, kind of like it's a know. better world having radio and Spotify, mm. but and I totally, it's I totally believe like that you love this shit so much. You know, like you're no, a music, totally you're a music lover and a music yeah. nerd. You know, so like yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's just I think the other thing is the more I learn, the more I'm like, there's not that there's not that many people who have a really big stronghold over what goes in mm. it's not this big power impenetrable power base of you know mount doom living yeah. people yeah it's just a guy here a girl there oh they like this band so they get on yeah and it, the more i learn about them i'm like well look if the if the system is like hey there's always going to be people or there's always going to be systems that monopolize the delivery of new art into the culture. And those systems are going to be organized around living people and probably not many of them. Mm. Then why, if we can accept that and still be like, maybe we should be the people <laughs> and it would be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I'm, that's the next step. I'm like, you know, like we can, it's all, it's, you can be like, this is a fine system. And also I think the, the artists and the culture that people 
I hold in high esteem would deliver would be better than what you guys are delivering. Mm. That's the kind of part I'm in at the moment. Like the, and I think that's already happening where like in this new world of social media and the internet, those people that bubble up into the culture purely because of the kind of um, recommendation or gatekeeping function they hold are actually usually put into like a, a, a group and you'll find people who are, oh, yeah, I listen to Anthony Fantano yep. and I watch Nardwa and there's like insane low interviews and there's there's like, there is a group and like that is kind of the introducing gatekeepers now mm. and like Spotify and all that stuff still exists, but it kind of proves that like there's no reason those people couldn't or people like them could have institutional power. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I would much rather live in a world where, and this is my thing, for radio where I'm like why why is radio struggling and I think or like and I think it is struggling yeah, yeah. you know um, I don't say that gleefully no kind of I mean but is what it is you know is what it is but I think part of it is because like when with streaming you and I, like you and I but more like anyone on the street can fucking be a nobody mm. and be really good at making have good music taste and just make a playlist and share playlists, do all that stuff. And now those people have as much legitimacy in their sharing music opinions as fucking someone on George FM or someone on thing who mm. isn't an artist. Yeah. Like it, it levels the playing field, but yeah, but you're, you're just a person who has, yeah, you have a radio show and you, but like it's, you're still just a person who's just putting on music you like. So is this person. Like why do you, why do you deserve the radio frequency and this person doesn't why should they why should they actually have their music taste and listen to yours mm. and i i think why radio is failing is it doesn't have a good answer to that yeah. because they keep putting on entertainers and they keep putting on just you know civilians yeah with music tastes mm. but everyone is now a civilian with a music taste yeah. I think the only soul for it is if they, the only people who have any authority are people who are making and releasing music. And that's where I think, again, like Apple Music is great because they're like, they, I think they've recognized that, like, we're going to have our radio shows. We're going to have some that are hosted by, like, tastemakers we really like, but we're going to give musicians radio yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And shit. I think radio needs to really embrace that because that, yeah. that's the only authority anymore. Hey, this person, you you like their music, you know who they are. Yeah. They're going to tell you what's cool. And everyone's going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm, that's great. I'm not a musician. Like, I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. That's, that's actually a damn fact. Like, I don't make an effort to listen to, like, radio, radio, unless I'm in the car and then I'm, I'm listening to, like, BFM and stuff. But Shout out BFM. Shout out to BFM for real. But... I will go out of my fucking way. Like whenever Blonded Radio puts out like a thing like Frank Ocean's one or like if Charlie XX is like, yeah, I'm bringing back the, the radio show for a bit or like The Weeknd or something. I'm like, yes, I need to know what you're listening to because I love your music. Yeah. I need to know what makes that brain tick. But like, I, I guess I'm also looking at it from a artist perspective as well myself. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the same counts for like, cave episodes mm. you know or like yeah. kenny's twitch stream or spells twitch yeah, stream or true, like true. you know we get to actually we're like fuck yeah i get to watch a musician do a thing mm. and they they're, they're talking sometimes even more shit chat 
than some of the like radio or internet personalities are. But it's just the fact that they, at the end of the day, they're they're making the stuff that you can respect and they know what they're talking about. They it has, it, it's it's like this is okay. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever stream? Is that a world that you're like into or want to get into? Nah, I'm not a I'm not a streamer, eh? Yeah, fair. I'm not I'm not really a streamer. I watched um, a couple of days ago. I watched this Vans stream in the UK. They got um, I think it was like some guy doing poetry. And then they got Muramasa to come in and like break down a beat that he did for like his the single that he put out before the last one. And then um, they got Jockstrap to play for like half an hour, which oh, was cool. incredible. And like I was like, this is awesome. But yeah. like. Aside from that, I'm not really into, not really into streams. Yeah, it's not. I think bad. it makes sense because like you can't. They're very immediate and almost like aestheticless in a sense. Mm. I wouldn't say they're art. I think they could have art in them, but for someone like yourself who who thinks about the whole picture, mm. for me, streaming and and like podcasts would be the same thing. They're like they're only ever really a slice of the vision or a slice, or like if in my mind, they're actually behind the scenes or behind the vision. Right. It's not about presenting a vision. It's kind of just about showing different aspects of a vision. Yeah. And like, and I don't think that that is necessary for all projects. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I do like a good podcast though. I've been like, ever since... Ever since I came on here the first time, <laughs> that's the first podcast that I'd ever like had anything to do with. Like I yeah. didn't listen to podcasts right. before I did that. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe I should give this a go. And now I have podcasts that I listen to. And I'm like, oh, this is like a really cool, cool world. What do you get down on? I get down on the dive podcast was amazing. Um, when they had that going. Yeah. Like, and they just stopped. Yeah. They just Those stopped. Cups. Like they, yeah, just, yeah, they obviously just like, just didn't want to do it. All right, anymore. COVID's over. Let's yeah, get back to yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But that was cool for like the five episodes that were there. And then like um, the A24 podcast, they get really interesting people to come up there. Sure. Um, uh, oh, I don't know if I want to. You don't have to add all wanna, your. Yeah, yeah. Gay, yeah, I'll probably get keep one. <laughs> I, I really, really like. But um, yeah, there's just Man, like a few cool. that like I look forward to and I'm like, this is cool. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, and obviously this one as well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. yeah. hey, we all li- hey guys, we all listen to Harko meets humans every week. Obviously. obviously, obviously. No, it's cool. I mean, like, it's the funniest thing when people are like, I don't know, I find people imbue a lot more meaning and importance in, say, this or some of the things that I do than I do. Mm. I like. I wish the message is really. Hey, it's actually kind of, you. Did, we're just two people on a couch on couches mm. with a microphone talking, really just talking shit. <laughs> you could do this; it's totally fine. But it, oh, but it's valid though. Like, I mean, anyone can do anything. Like at the end of the day, totally anyone can make music. You know, but like, yeah, yeah, but like that's really important. That's a really important message that I think is actually more. Uh, I don't. It's actually more. Um, important than it sounds when you hear it because everyone like you can make music but and and I was I called myself a musician Mm. bunny years again and I wrote five songs in five years and like that's that's totally cool I'm happy I wrote those songs but like now I'm in a place where like oh 
like anyone can make music, including me. So I should make music. That's the next thing. Like I should yeah. do if I like it, I should do it, and I can do it. Yeah. So I let's do it. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing I'd really like to push. It's like, yes, you know, anyone can do it. That's an obvious thing. But like, it's that toilet in the fucking modern art gallery. It's like, yes, you you could have done that. Yeah. But did you? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now that someone else has done it and you haven't done it, mm. instead of being like, fuck, I could have done that toilet, be like, well, what are you going to do that everyone's going to look at and be like, oh, I could have done that. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't. For sure, for sure. And I, yeah, it's so, it's, it, I think it's a lot of, it's a, it's a very powerful, like deeper idea than people give it credit for. Like you yeah. fucking, you can literally do anything. You can do literally anything you Bro, want. Bro, you can do anything. Like straight I up. mean, you probably can't play in the NBA, but- Aside from that, maybe you might be able maybe, to. Maybe like you won't know unless you give it like a try. So, what if they had in the what if the NBA had like different leagues that but like instead of um, like the requirements for each league weren't quality but height. Oh, <laughs> do you know what that, I mean? Like oh, they're, they're yeah, like they're, the, the top league is for like open um, like unrestricted heights. Yeah, and then there's a league for like everyone playing in this league has to be below six foot. That would be like that would just be like in high school with it's like, like weight, weight classes at yeah, MMA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just stuff like that. Like Yeah. That would make it a really interesting game. But I do like basketball how it is. I, I wouldn't yeah. change it. I mean that wouldn't go away. <laughs> I wouldn't change the NBA. Um before we close up, I think it's I think this idea of like the end of the era thing is really nice. And like kind mm. of like again, a, a friend of mine, Sam from BFM who's now at stuff, kind of explain to me the idea of like archiving things just in a moment or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think one thing I'd like to know is like, who do you, who is to capture in this moment is like, who do you feel like really supported by in this first era of your leaping tiger? I just want to say like, Hey, thanks for being part of like that era of leaping tiger. Cause a lot of people Oof. be like, Oh yeah, I always loved leaping tiger. Blah, blah, blah. And you, and you might be like, well, now that I'm this huge <laughs> flume-like star over in the UK, sure, you know, but 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 there will be a whole batch of real ones. So, like you said, the community and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, just just the real ones, like yeah. for real, like everyone who ever came to any shows or like actually bought the thing on Bandcamp and like stuff like that, and just I don't know, yeah. Anyone who ever just like DM'd and stuff like that, like that's just really, really nice. Like you don't have to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Just, yeah, like like the real ones know who they are. Like, <laughs> that's such a quintessentially smooth answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. But yeah, no, I reckon, yeah, there's, there's been like a, a very, a very great chunk, yeah. chunk of people. For awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a little seed of something. Yeah. But it's a very important scene. Totally, totally. Like, there are people that I will, like, I can't wait to come back to. Like, when I leave, like, I'll be so keen to come back to them and just be like, what's up? Fuck, you're going to be so tattooed up by the time I see you next. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, bro, yeah, there's this great tattoo artist in uh, Shoreditch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mum's gonna hate it. Oh, we, yeah. yeah, she's gonna <laughs> just hate start it. Start blurring out photos. Yeah, <laughs> just only wear like long clothes. It looks really hot. Why are you wearing long sleeve tees? <laughs> it's like yeah. no reason. <laughs> just like the style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was great. Me. I'm very excited. I got to, got we got this in before uh, 
before you got away. Yeah, no, I'm very happy, very happy to. I'm so excited back. for you. I think it's the the best idea you've had, mate. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's great. Thank I think you. it's the yeah. time to go and kill some people over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go show them fucking <laughs> what we do, dude. Get a fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any? Um, do you have any? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, when you promote, when you promote oh, plugs. Things? Yeah. Do you any have any plugs? plugs? Any um, plugs for the people? What do I have? Um, oh yes, be on the lookout for um, the new music video for Gooey, coming out very soon. Oh. Uh, co-directed by myself and the one and only Oscar Keys. Oh fuck, we got um, another Oscar Keys reference in. Yep, yep. Shout out Oscar Keys, seriously, yeah, an amazing guy and Tim just like just the best, one of the best like What's directors. That? Great just, that Gooey's yeah. getting a visual. Yep, yeah. First music video. That I've ever done So wow. be on the lookout for that I think end of the month Or maybe I don't if, know If fucking Oscar's editing right? Come yeah. on motherfucker uh, Yeah I think end of the month though. Okay So good. yeah be on the lookout for that Great Yeah um, And Join the Patreon Join the Patreon Three dollars a month It's bloody cheap we got, We're recording the extra episode Next week And I think Buy tickets to all these A Nights With at Whammy Bar to help support Whammy Bar. Yes. And under the radar because they get booking fees as well. Yes. And we've got Kane Strang and Being and uh, Levine, Levina, which will be great. I'm excited for all of those. Yeah. And yeah. I think I will be recording the audio and I potentially might be putting them behind the paywall on Patreon as well. So. Nice. You'll be able to listen to that. Get on the Discord, fucking listen to that. You know, nice. or come to the fucking shows. <laughs> Support and red alert. Yeah. Small businesses, put your money where your mouth is. You fucking tweeters. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Jacob. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Oh, good fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Mm. That always flies by, eh? Like, oh, dude. It just. I think we probably did like an hour and twenty minutes just then. Mm. Kennedy from. Regarding our app, oh, someone's trying to bring me about a job. I don't want a job. <laughs>